You're listening to Sascapes, a podcast featuring the stories of arts, culture, and heritage in Saskatchewan. When I set out to create this series of podcasts, I knew that I wanted to capture an eclectic mix of guests and stories. When I discovered the Sharp Flats in Saskatoon, I couldn't resist meeting up with them. I'm Kevin Power, and if you've always associated barbershop quartet singing with men and women in more mature years of life, in red and white striped vests and hats singing Swanee River, then you're in for a surprise. Never has Barbershop had a bigger cool factor than today, and this quartet of university students have proved it. When you hear the Sharp Flats lead singer Sean Mueller talk about the art of barbershop singing, you'll know he takes this very seriously. All four singers are passionate about this art form. To be part of the world of barbershop singing is to belong to a very special group. They welcome each other no matter where they travel. The generation lines are blurred. Early on in our chat, we discovered that I shared a very special connection with these guys. Like them, I too was a member of the University of Saskatchewan Greystone Singers. No matter what year you sang, that connection is also a very special one. I had a great time hanging out with these four. Enjoy the podcast. Joining me today are the gentlemen that comprise the Sharp Flats, Justin Law, the tenor, Sean Mueller, lead, Ray Williams, bass, and Jordan Yaremko, baritone. There, I got it. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. All right. So according to Wikipedia, which is arguably all (laughs) things truthful about every subject you can imagine... Um, and quoting Gage Averill, musician and dean at the UBC, and also Jim Ewing, 1961 member of the Fantastic Four. Uh, Barbershop has hints of rapture, quasi-religion, and erotic passion in the language used to describe the emotional effect. As reported, a tingling of the spine, the raising of hairs on the back of the neck, the spontaneous arrival of goose flesh on the forearm. The fifth note has almost a mysterious propensities. Barber shoppers almost never speak of singing a chord, but almost draw a disclosure of physical work and exertion. Thus, they hit, chop, ring, crack, swipe, and bust. Who knew what you guys did was so difficult? And therein lies the official definition of Barbershop Quartet. All right, gentlemen, I saw you on television being interviewed the other day, and I thought, I got to talk to the four of you, because you don't run across young barbershoppers every day. And I thought it was pretty unique what you guys were doing. So let's get to know you a little bit. 
Justin, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you were raised, where you're from, and what you're studying at university. Well, I'm originally from, I was born in Calgary, Alberta, and then I moved to Canestino, Saskatchewan, small town, um, approximately when I was six years old. Um, grew up, not a very musical community, I had to do music festival on the piano, generally, and... Uh, never really had a singing background until my first year of university. I joined the university, of course. And ever since I heard barbershop music, it was I was hooked, singing tags and stuff like that. Great. Right on. Jordan? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm from uh, Regina, actually. And um, I'm studying business at the U of S. But um, my background is... Fairly musical. My uh, dad is, uh, he plays a lot of guitar and he sings a lot and I've grown up around it. So, yeah, it's just natural for me to be a part of a whole bunch of different groups and now I'm here in the Chuck Box. So. Great. Sean? Um, I was born in Saskatoon and then my family moved out to BC and then I moved back out to Saskatoon to go to university. I'm a psychology student. Um, my family hasn't really been. I mean, they've been musical, but it's been more um, in recent years when I've sort of pushed them into it. I've been doing barbershop for um, seven years now, and uh, yeah. Seven years? Yes. You must have started before your voice even changed. I, I, was, I started when I was 14, so right, right before I hit puberty, I started singing barbershop. So I started on the highest part, and then right. I moved through all four parts, and now I'm... Well, now I really don't know where I am. <laughs> Except within your quartet, you are yeah. the lead. Yeah, and then in my chorus, I sing tenor. and But at heart, I like to think I'm a baritone. Right. <laughs> that may be a good thing, <laughs> depending on uh, how you view the temperament of a tenor. Yes. <laughs> Array. Um, I'm originally from South Africa. Um, we moved to Canada, to Regina, actually, when I was six years old. And then... Yeah, I'm studying engineering here at the U of S. And as for music, um, fairly musical background. Both my parents actually met in a university choir. And they tried to um, make music a big part of uh, my life. And I've been singing barbershop since uh, probably six years now. Yeah. Wow. So... Today in Regina is uh, National Free Comic Book Day, um, and everybody I read on Twitter, they're all geeking out at the, uh, at the culture uh, event down there. And I have to say, I was a geek long before geek was cool, but there's a part of me that wants to say, and please don't be insulted by this, there's a part of me that wants to say, this is the kind of thing that Geeks and nerds get to do singing barbershop quartet, except it's not fair because now it's very cool to be geeky and nerdy. And uh, yet when you know the history of barbershop quartet, it actually is an extremely legitimate art form that has an amazingly rich history and is incredibly popular right across all, all ages. There's no, no age boundaries. So how did the four of you find each other given your backgrounds um well okay first off i want to establish that yes. barbershop 
um, it has a lot of roots in like being very corny and, you know, with the, the straw hats and the garters and stuff. But in, in the last 20 years, the, the, the style has changed completely. So mm-hmm. if you, if you look online to groups like Vocal Spectrum or OC Times, all of these, you know, young groups that have a lot of energy and they've got, you know, really nice suits that fit them really well. And mm-hmm. they're just, they're selling themselves like as these you know, stars, like it's, it's mm-hmm. no longer corny. I mean, there's still a little bit of like the mm-hmm. corniness and stuff like that, but, um, newer barbershop is a lot more, I'd almost say streamlined and more accessible to everybody. But it is, as far as acapella singing goes, a very different art form than say something that take six would do or straight note chaser yeah. or nylon. It's a, it's a, it's a very specific yeah. Um, style of singing yeah. and the harmonic harmonic progressions are very <coughs> unique to barbershop singing yeah right. and I mean that's that also that has to do with limitations because we only have four singers and I mean it's it's it, it is a style and there are a lot of rules that govern it as a style right so back to my question how did the four of you find each other um, all four of us sang in the Greystone Singers which is the audition university choir um, at the University of Saskatchewan so, full disclosure, I am past president of the Greystone Singers. Oh, really? Four years with Greystones <laughs> before I moved on to sing professionally with the Tudor Singers of Montreal and the Vancouver Chamber Choir. So, I am wow. a stoner as well. So, <laughs> right on. We all find each other somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, right on. So, are you all still singing Greystones? Um, this past year, um, Array and Justin were both singing with them, but me and Jordan took a break because we really wanted to focus on the quartet. Yeah. Right. So the question begs, since you love music so much, why didn't you all just naturally decide to study uh, music and do a a Bachelor of Music degree? Actually, I'm (coughs) studying for a Bachelor of Music degree right now. Oh, you are? Music education, specifically. Right. Good. Good. We need good music educators. (laughs) And then the other three of you, you just thought, well, I think it's important to have a real job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a great hobby. Right. But um, I really like to have a predictable future. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the idea of having a, a steady paycheck. So the type of work that I want to do is hopefully going to let me take as much time off to go and, you know, do all of these great barbershop weekends and weeks that are available to me. Um, while still being able to pay for food. Right, right. So um, how often are you rehearsing every week? (coughs) Um, We rehearse during the school year anyways. We were rehearsing twice a week at least. Before shows, we often rehearse even more. Sometimes we'll go several days of just constant rehearsal just to make sure we're on top of things. Or if we're learning a new song, sometimes mm-hmm. we'll also really we'll work really hard at it. And the first uh, week of January, when we actually when we were introduced Justin as our new tenor, we had five days in a row of rehearsals to try to you know get up to get like introduce him to all of our repertoire and try to get our new contest stuff up and running. So Justin, you're the new kid. Hey, it's Kevin. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Just a quick reminder that the Sascapes podcast is available for free on your favorite podcast app 
or you can stream it from your browser. Check out the show notes for the link. On the Sascapes homepage, you'll notice something new under the logo called Sascapes Plus. You can't miss it. There's a big button saying support with a heart icon next to it. I'd love it if you could click on that button and help keep this podcast series going. When Sascapes launched in May 2014, it was the first podcast in the province celebrating arts, culture, and heritage. In fact, you'd have been pretty hard-pressed to find any Saskatchewan podcast. So I'd like to think that we paved the way. It's been because of your support that this podcast is now in its ninth year. Okay, that's it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Are you now, or have any of you ever been a member of the Barbershop Harmony Society, legally and historically named the Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America, Inc., but also there's a Canadian chapter? Well, there's lots of Canadian chapters. You're right. The Spexpa. Yeah, yes. that, that changed in 2003. At the moment, only me and Sean are members of the Society. Yeah. Um, I've been a member for two years now. I've been a member for seven years. So. And what does one have to do to become a member? Um, well, it, it depends because um, membership um, it's a little bit complicated. Um, so there's there's chapters all across Canada, the States, um, in Europe, in Japan, in uh, Australia, New Zealand. There's even a group in South Africa that does barbershop. But um, like different chapters have different requirements. To join the Barbershop Harmony Society, you don't need to be able to sing or anything like that you just need to pay a yearly fee mm-hmm. to you know get all their newsletters and all of that sort of stuff but um depending on the chorus and whether it's a competition chorus or they focus more on social singing um usually there's a, a very simple audition process and then they'll you know let you join them and then get access to all their music and um, stuff right and stuff. Um, do you find, because I, I, I'm quite certain when you're performing and going to, um, going to uh, special weekends where there's barbershop singers from all over coming together, that you've got quite a mix of the younger singers and then the singers have been doing it for a long time. There's a, a, the, 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 the great seniors who have been at this for a long time. How, do the, how the, does that age group mix together? Um, it's actually been really interesting because, um, like the, the majority of the society com- is comprised of people who are between the ages of 55 and let's say 80. Right. Um, but in recent years, there's been a really big push for, um, sustainability. And so there's been a huge amount of youth movements that have started with harmony explosion camps, youth and harmony festivals, um, all of these sorts of things. And, and, um, corporations like sing Can the harmony and, uh, the harmony foundation, who have um, taken up arms to sort of fight the decline, the declining numbers of the society. So it's been really interesting with um, the huge gap that there is, because most of the new members who are joining the Barbershop Harmony Society are actually between the ages of 18 and 30. There's a huge amount of, of influx of, of young guys joining. But it's, it's great because there's this um, mutual respect and stuff because the, the, the seniors, the guys who have been around for a long time are really um, vested in promoting the society and, and having um, that sort of continuation. I don't know what you'd call it. 
Well, the passing on of the torch. Yeah. They yeah, must exactly. be thrilled that there's all these... Oh, yeah, they, they love it. And I, I mean, know. as long as we're not butchering too much of their old traditions. I mean, there are a few there are a few guys, as there would be in any society, who don't want things to change. They're traditionalists. Yeah, right. and you, you can't avoid them, but uh, all in all, everybody's very supportive of each other. And, I mean, the great thing about barbershop is when you get together for an international convention or anything like that, you can meet three guys you've never met before, you know you have something in common, and once you sing something with those guys, you develop this connection with them that you just you couldn't get otherwise. I mean, I've I've been to camps for a, a week long camp, and you spend a week long, and we're singing tags all the time, and we're learning all of these things, and you, you really feel like you're making lifelong friends, mm-hmm. and you know they're lifelong friends that you are going to see again because you have this great hobby in common, and you know there's this huge community, and everybody's always talking to each other, and it's. I don't know, it's unlike anything else I've ever been a part of. Wow, so it has a super huge cool factor now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, barbershop on paper, Yeah. a lot of people think it's really corny, but I've not had one person, after they've heard a quartet sing or a really good chorus sing, I've not had one person not come up to me afterwards and go, wow, that was really awesome. Like, that was crazy, nice. like, what you guys could do, and it's just... It's nerdy on paper, but once you actually get to experience it, it's something quite different. Right on. Tomorrow, uh, Saskatoon audiences get to experience you singing. Um, And you're not on your own. You're joining forces with a very well-established barbershop gang named... The Chimo Chordsman. Who have been around for a very long time. 61 years. Right. So it is the new generation and the old generation meeting together. That's very exciting. Now, uh, we talked earlier, Sean, you and I, you mentioned that there's something else coming up for you where you're going to be traveling to the U.S. Um, Potentially. Ah. So next weekend, we're traveling to Winnipeg to compete as a collegiate quartet. Okay. So there's there's three different competitions within the Barbershop Harmony Society. There's the collegiate competition, um, there's the regular quartet competition, and then there's the chorus competition. And these are at, at, by Winnipeg level, your provincial right um, across Canada. So there's there's three different levels. There's division, there's district, and then there's international. Okay. Um, we're going to divisional, which is the smallest of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we're a collegiate quartet, if we score well enough at division, we don't have to go to district. Um, we can go straight to international because we're younger, and so it it um, relieves some of that financial burden burden on us. Right, and where's international happening? International this year is in Las Vegas. Wow. And so me and Array will be going. We were lucky enough to get sponsored this summer. Um, so we we're, we're lucky enough to get a free place to stay for the week and our registration paid for. We just have to get there and feed ourselves. Right, so whenever you're traveling, you're looking after your own travel and uh, expenses. For the most part. You're not doing fundraising through selling grapefruit and oranges like Greystone Singers has a long-standing tradition of doing. <laughs> No. no, I mean we 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 have we have a quartet fund. So any any money we make from gigs, we usually put into that. But recently, that's been going into um, buying new music and um, well, we, we're looking into getting new uniforms right now. But we don't really we haven't really had a whole lot of opportunities to do a whole lot of traveling as a quartet. Um, but if we were, there are there are um, foundations that can help us, and like the local. Chimo yeah, the Chimo Chordsmen have been very supportive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, we've, we've gotten, um, we, uh, three of us went to um, Long Beach, California in January to a, a youth festival, so a midwinter convention. 
and there was a youth chorus festival and seniors quartet contest. <clears throat> and um, um, sorry, sorry, go ahead. And and we were we were fortunate enough to to get um, sponsored by the Chimo Corpsman, so they helped with our our travel a little bit. Oh, great! So they've been they've been absolutely wonderful to us. Support from the peeps. Yeah. Um, who does? Do you do any of your own arranging, or are you pretty much getting it from the library? Um, currently, all our stuff is. He has a huge library of. Oh, it must be stuff enormous. he's collected. Right. But yeah, you haven't yeah, it's barbershop <laughs> arranging. Um, I mean, like any sort of vocal arranging is is very fickle. I mean, you really have to have a full understanding of chord progressions and other musical stuff that they don't understand. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just we we've dabbled a little bit in it as a quartet. Like we've taken a great big C song and and Justin and Ray have essentially written it out and we've we've tried it a few times, but we haven't really had enough time. Yeah, we haven't actively pursued <laughs> making our own stuff because mm -hmm. we've been focused on the internet, mm -hmm. the competition Conference, and yeah. stuff. Justin, when you finished your. Uh... Uh, bachelor of music and education degree would it be could you see yourself bringing this form of uh of singing to a school that you'd be working at yes definitely i want all students to be able to experience the same especially barbershop is not just for men they have female barbershop sweet adeline sweet right. adeline yeah. yep. as, well as, as well as mixed as well as mixed barbershop and especially with shows such as like the voice yeah. and other acapella Shows and sing off and stuff like that. I think there's that huge push for acapella singing, and barbershop will help and aid that development and growth of barbershop. Yeah, and the thing about that too is um, a lot of music teachers are always, you know, they're asking questions about how they can get more guys interested because there's a huge shortage of, of male singers just mm -hmm. across the board. And so, a problem a lot of people have, and that's why. Um, the Barbershop Harmony Society the last two years has actually been partnering with the American Choral Directors Association, ACDA, and they've been doing a lot of, there's been a lot of dialogue and there's been a lot of, of plans to, because Barbershop is, is a lot more accessible than a lot of classical music. I mean, classical music takes a lot of work and a lot of people just, I mean, it's not, it's not mainstream anymore. Sure. So it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult to try to get male singers involved in singing. And barbershop is just, it tends to be a lot more accessible than classical music. Because you can, you know, you can teach a short tag and you can be singing barbershop in five minutes, no problem. And I think, I think a lot of school teachers out there would agree with you. Those who are having choral groups and drama groups, they have no problem getting females. And there's always one or two guys that tag along. And it's, it's been a problem that has started since the dawn of man i swear and continues today where it's we'll always have to rally the troops and get the guys to show up um so these podcasts will be heard all across the province and beyond um so imagine right now some high school kid or some junior high kid in small town saskatchewan population 400 that doesn't really have a music program um and and thinks this is really cool and would like to start learning, but doesn't really have anybody else to kind of uh, corral to, to sing with them. How, what would you 
what would you suggest? What did you guys do when you were just on, on your own to just sort of start to foster that skill for yourself? Well, well personally, I've, I've always sort of been the crazy barbershop nut of the group. Um, right. These guys can attest to that. Um, I've been, well, whenever I meet somebody and they're a guy, one of the first things I ask them is whether they sing or not. But I'm I'm a very sociable person, and I, I tend not to shy away from stuff like that. Um, but if you want to get started in barbershop, they can talk to me if they want. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I have never said no to somebody who's asking for help with barbershop. I mean I've I I just I love this hobby so much, and I just want to share it with absolutely everybody I can. Um, but also, um, Sing Canada is a, a place to check out. Um, they're, a, they're an organization that they, they don't do purely barbershop. They, they promote any sort of, of singing within Canada. Um, so if, um, music teachers are looking for funding for, um, new music or, or uniforms or stuff like that, they can fill out a bursary application. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, any, any request is as long as it's for the promotion of music and singing within a community or something, then they're usually very willing to help support it. Um, and then they could also go to uh, www.barbershop.org, which is the Barbershop Harmony Society website. And there's a lot of resources there. There's a lot of people you can talk to. Um, Joe Cerruti is one. Um, Jim Clark is another one. There's all of these great people, and there's a huge amount of of support that's available for people who want to get involved in, in singing of any kind, but particularly barbershop. Um, and listen. Listen, listen, listen to as much music as you can, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of people um, really, they tend to view certain types of singing as, as being better than other. But, I mean, good singing is good singing, and it just has to do with this type of sound you're, you're producing. So there's, there's no such thing as, you know, a musical style where people are, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> That's a lie. There are some musical styles where people are just hurting themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Technique is key yeah. in any form of singing. But the technique is, is like, the, the stuff you learn from classical singing is, is the same thing that you're going to be learning about in barbershop singing. It's just we use straight tone as opposed to vibrato, and it's just, it's just a different way of looking at it. We preach from the same pulpit on that, you yeah. and I. Well done. And if somebody wants to get a hold of you on the internet, you are very present on Facebook. We are. Um, yeah, the Sharp Flats are yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> we finally made over 100 likes. Right <laughs> because, on. Yeah, we kind of left our page for about a year. We didn't touch it. But in the last three months, we've been really active. We've been online consistently making at least one or two posts a week. Um, and my email is on there. Um, our, we've got contact information on there and I, if anybody ever wants to contact me and wants any information, I will talk about this for hours on end. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you eat, drink and sleep this stuff right on. Well, he go big or go home, right? I <laughs> I've accepted it. Well, that, that's great, but you can also be your own therapist. Yes. <laughs> so what happens? You guys graduate when you're done studying, and do you go your own separate ways? Or, I mean, no one can predict the future anyway, but is the plan to, to stay together as long as you can? Well, I'm gone in two years because I'm doing my bachelor's right now, but then I'm going to be going on to do my master's and 
for what I want to do, which is speech pathology, I can't do that in Saskatchewan. So I'm going to be leaving the province whether I like to or not. <laughs> right, right. Hmm. So you'll be rehearsing via Skype. Yeah, well, I mean, that's something we'll talk about right. when, <laughs> when that happens, but it's... Jordan, are you studying in Saskatoon or are you studying in Regina? Yeah, I study here in Saskatoon. Right. and um, Yeah, I'd like to keep, keep this going as long as possible. It's a lot of fun. So um, thank you for opening my eyes. Thank you for opening the ears of our listeners. So at this point in the conversation, I stopped recording to try to convince the guys to sing a barbershop tag for you to hear. Well, needless to say, it didn't take any convincing at all. Then I asked them for one more favor. To celebrate Culture Days, I asked if they would sing a tag to the Twitter hashtag iHeartCulture. Now, er in culture is a bit awkward to sing, so we compromised with it is culture that I love. From Disney's Jungle Book, Bare Necessities, Barbershop Arrangement, this is the tag featuring the sharp flats. Thanks for listening. The Sascapes podcast is created by Kevin Power as part of the Culture Days Animateur program operated by Sass Culture. Funding to the cultural sector is provided through the Saskatchewan Lotteries Trust Fund for Sports, Culture and Recreation. If you want to hear more of these podcasts or to see the great work being done by other Sass Culture animateurs, please visit www.iheartculture.ca. Music for Sascapes is provided by Saskatchewan-born singer-songwriter Jeffrey Straker. There is no end to the stories to be told. So, until next time... <laughs>